Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, tracking the Toronto Raptors 90-83 win against the Orlando Magic, and this game, this game was the definition of winning ugly. It was, it was a tough watch for both teams, watching both teams play, a lot of missed shots, a lot of stuff happening, but led to some of the greatest memes of the season, so there, there are some positive takeaways in watching this game, I had a good laugh watching it, but not your usual Toronto Raptors game. We had only had one player really perform at a high level, and that was uh, Norman Powell tonight, but it was enough to get the W. But, yeah, th this was the Toronto Raptors' sixth straight win, so we're on a six-game win streak. We're still eating up uh, at home. Tonight wasn't a home game, obviously, but, you know, the, the Toronto Raptors came out and, and got the W, and that's what you need to do on some nights. you got to win ugly. You know, tonight, Pascal Siakam, 10 points, 13 boards, 5 assists, a low point total, but went 4 of 22 from the field, 1 of 7 from the 3-point line. And it wasn't even like he was getting tough shots. It wasn't like he was getting clamped by the Magic. Pascal Siakam missed, I wanted to count, about 10, maybe 12 layups, almost open layups that he usually never misses. So tonight was a, a very great outlier in terms of his shooting performance. You know, sometimes we've seen Pascal Siakam get absolutely clamped down by other teams and some, you know, struggle to put the ball in the hoop. But tonight, that wasn't really the case. I know Isaac's a solid defender and, you know, you want to give credit to the Magic defense somewhat. But most of the shots I saw Siakam miss were shots that he usually makes on a consistent basis at a really high level. It was it was a weird sight to see. There was one point Nick Nurse drew up a play to get Siakam an open layup, got him the open layup. It was a beautiful play. The ball went in and out. He was completely open underneath the rim. It rolled out. That everyone was laughing. The game was the game wasn't even over at that. I think we were up by six or seven down the stretch, and people were laughing because the Raptors knew they were going to get the W. But yeah, Siakam struggled, Fred struggled from the field, he hit a bunch of threes, which is great to see, but had a few turnovers at the start of this one, missed a few, The he got blocked a lot underneath the rim, he was going on the, those fast breaks, I think Fred, he had seven steals tonight, yeah, this is my first time looking at the box score, but looking at this game, Fred was just stealing the ball left, right, and center, running down the floor, he got blocked a few times, made a few nice passes, but it looked like Fred Van Vliet, there's a moment in this game where he just got knocked to the floor and he was underneath the rim and he just did one of those like lip quivers I don't know what to call it but he, he was done with this game at the very beginning and Fred did he had that swagger out there tonight whenever the Raptors even though he got blocked a couple times he went in a bit casual with his layups more than he usually does but when he needed a big three he got a big three when the Raptors need a little run Pascal or Fred Van Vliet sorry just got a steal and then went on the fast break so it was a it was a weird game from Fred overall got us the W uh, OG Marcus Saul they went one for five one for six respectively from the field six and two points you know neither of them really performed at a high level but I think a big factor in this game a lot of people look disinterested the only people that really looking looked engaged for the Toronto Raptors full out engaged was the bench guys as as they always do Rondé Terrence Davis Chris Boucher came into the game played solid they didn't get a lot of shots tonight the you know, TD had four shots uh, Rondé had three Boucher had four so they they weren't involved too heavily in the offense but they they came out and gave the energy the Toronto Raptors need to kind of swing the momentum in the game and I have no idea what it is about the Orlando Magic because they're not a horrible team. They're not a team that is, you know, has a poor record. They played us three times. If, if you disinclude the three games we played against them, they're 7-8 on the season. They're 7-11 when you include our games. But, you know, the Magic are a decent roster. They made the playoffs last year. They didn't have many additions or subtractions. And whenever they play the Toronto Raptors, they always get a little lead at some point in the game. And as a fan, just watching the game, you never expect you're going to lose. 
you could be down by there's a point where I think we're down 12 14 maybe around the the center of this one I was like okay it's it's time for the Raptors to come back and that's exactly what happened it was mostly off the back of the energy uh that 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 revamped energy in the third quarter that was sparked by Norman Powell Norman Powell tonight 33 points a career high uh, had a couple of steals, didn't have much other stuff in the stat line, had one assist, four fouls, but 12 of 18 from the field, 5 of 8 from the three-point line, and really got us some necessary buckets, because the, the third quarter, especially the Toronto Raptors offense, neither team's offense was really going, they needed one player to just really step up and get us a few points, and Norman Powell certainly did that, and this is what I'm talking about with Norman Powell. Norman Powell, if he can give us a baseline of 15, 14, 15, 16 points, Every night, have that consistency, which he's been doing ever since he's been inserted in the starting lineup since Lowry went down. But if Norman Powell can get us that, he can go off on certain nights, right? You'll get these huge positive games from Norm. I know tonight was his career high, so he's never reached this point at all, despite you know being a ridiculous monster in the playoffs. But Norman Powell has the intangibles to really, when his three-point shot's going down, it opens up his game completely. He can slash the rim. He's so athletic at getting up there. He had a few nice dunks tonight. He can finish over players. He can. He has that weird hop step in the lane where he uses either hand to finish when he's going down. Because uh, in the past, it's been a lot better this season. Norm would go to the rim and just be out of control. He'd get good shots around the rim, but they'd seem to always rim out. This season, he's been pretty good at doing that, even in his stretches where he's shooting more poorly. But Norm, when that three-point shot is going on top of it, the, consi- the threes are going down consistently as they were tonight. He can do this sort of stuff. He has the intangibles of such... A quality NBA player, and honestly, he has he has the skill set, the basic skills you need to be an All Star in this league. It's just the fact that he doesn't put it all together consistently on a night in night out basis. But the three, the slashing, the defense, the the everything, and it was all on display tonight. Hopefully, the consistency will will maintain for Norman Powell. I'm not saying he's an All Star by any means, but if he can continue to do these things at that average level, especially when Lowry comes back, because Norm off the bench seems to be a lot more inconsistent than starter Norm of the Norm that knows he's going to get 35-40 minutes a game. If Norman Powell can do this in 25-30 to 30 minutes a night, get get us not 33 points, but 15, 18, you know, even 12 on decent shooting, and then have these explosion games, which, you know, you want guys off the bench to occasionally have, he'll, he'll be such a positive asset for this team. You know, I mentioned it six or seven pods ago, I believe. That uh, that Norm Island, it was looking pretty barren. You know, it got it was revamped. A lot of people came to visit, came on the island, tried to settle down after the playoffs last year. But then, after the first stretch of regular season games, people they took their their ships off off the island and left. You know, they left Norman Powell in the dust. They said, no, we we don't trust him. But the the tourism season is coming back in for the Norm. We want people to settle on this island, Norm Powell, to keep playing the way that the all the Raptors fan base could be on Norm Island. But he, he's he been doing it recently. I'm really happy with him. And hopefully hopefully it continues the consistency. Anyways, that's, that's enough of a specific breakdown player by player of this game because... I don't think there's a lot of positive takeaways. There's not a lot of things, like actual things we can take out of this one to really critique our players as it was American Thanksgiving, so maybe they're just turkey hungover. They had their their, their feed of turkey and mashed potatoes and corn or whatever they have down there, salt beef, turnip greens, whatever you're, whatever you're eating on the, on the Thanksgiving down in the States. The, the Raptors had a good feed of it. I believe Kyle Lowry hosted the meal for the Toronto Raptors, and you know, the the game was 90 to 83. How many times have we seen the Toronto Raptors score under 100 points? Nonetheless, 10 under, right? That's that's wild. And I think we won this game. It's absolutely remarkable. But we're going to swing it straight into the segments tonight. 
the spicy P lay of the day. It's going to Rondé Hollis Jefferson. He immediately came to the game and well, what do you expect from Rondé Hollis Jefferson? As soon as he comes in, he's getting an offensive rebound, got the rebound and immediately threw this no look, not a behind the back pass, but a no look Steve Nash-esque flip pass straight to Pascal Siakam, I think it was. And the, the dime was beautiful. The, Siakam was one of the layups he made that night. And, you know, he ran back the court, gave it a little flick. Every time the Raptors kind of scored in this one and they messed up a play or something, it was really lighthearted. It was really cool to see they were having little celebrations and stuff. It wasn't cocky by any means, but you could tell they were having fun with this game despite the fact it was a complete mess. So, and this is before it was a complete mess. Rondé was just feeling, feeling himself on those those Steve Nash S passes. So shout out Rondé with the spicy pile of the day. But not all plays can be the spicy pile of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." And you know, I left a lot of time for this segment, you know, because we're only at nine minutes and we're already in there. There's a lot of OGs plays of this day, and the big one, the one that had me just dying, because it was a consistent re- reiterating thing throughout this game. Mo Bamba. I don't know how tall Mo Bamba is, but he looks about 7'2". I want to put him at 7'1", 7'2". He's gigantic. Fred Van Vliet, 6 foot, 6 foot 1 maximum. That's the, There's a, at least a foot of height difference between Mo Bamba and Fred Van Vliet. And not once, not twice, but three times Mo Bamba had the ball with Fred Van Vliet on him underneath the rim. Right, one time he missed just a, a completely kind of open layup considering Fred is much smaller than him. I'd consider that an open layup. Missed it. The next two possessions, Mo Bamba, once he caught an offensive rebound, turned around, saw Fred Van Vliet underneath him, you know, in the open rim right there, and he, he got scared. He dribbled the ball out. He was afraid of shooting over Fred Van Vliet after an offensive rebound, and the next time, he caught the ball in the block. It was, uh, I believe this was, I don't know what stretch of game this was, definitely the second half, and he caught the ball in the post. I don't know how Fred ended up on the switch. Gasol was rotating over, I guess, to be fair, so maybe he saw Gasol coming, but Fred Van Vliet was currently on him. He could have turned around and did a little post hook like any high school center could have made. And no, he literally looked. I saw him look at Fred Van Vliet and just passed it out immediately. Just He was afraid of Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet in the post. There's a foot of height difference between him and Mo Bamba. This man has a song. Mo Bamba has a song after him, and he's not willing to take a shot over Fred Van Vliet in the paint. I don't know. That made me say, oh, geez, watching the games. It had me dead. It had me dead watching that happen. Uh, Ken Birch, Canadian guy. I really I really like him considering he's Canadian. You know, I've been following him a little bit for the Magic. I'm glad to see him get minutes. And he's a big athletic dude. I was kind of impressed by his size at the, the beginning of this one. But there's about three or four passes. There are two or three passes where completely in his hands, right, the Augustine or Fultz, whoever, threw him the ball and just completely fumbled it. It just went everywhere. You know, the, the ball ended up getting loose. And the Raptors just went out for a layup. It was... I the hands on him really need to improve. They they made me say oh geez every time he got a pass. And one time the ball came into him for an offensive rebound. It just hit the rim, and it wasn't one of those really weird shots that you know it's an awkward angle, it's an air ball or something, it's a tough catch. The ball it was a genuine regular rebound, and it landed right in his hands, and he just completely wasn't ready for it. It's you know this man's got to work on his hands. It was like some rookie Ed Davis stuff I was seeing from Ken Birch tonight, and he's such a physical like a physical specimen. He's an athlete. He's big. He definitely has some potential in the league if he can learn to catch the ball like that. So his plays made me say, "Oh geez." There's a, there's a few more from the Raptors. All of Siakam's missed layups. They all made me say, "Oh geez." That was a that was a really tough watch and one of the funniest ones. I they're all coming to me. So this segment might end up being two hours long, but. 
<laughs> there were so many moments in this game. But OGN, the ball was swung a lot. The The second half, the Toronto Raptors started to play better offense, despite the fact the shots weren't going down. And they swung the ball around the court. OG caught the ball at the top. No one around him. Usually knocks down those wing threes. I believe he was, you know, he's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league in terms of percentage. I don't know how it looks after tonight, but he went 0-3 tonight. But shot the ball completely open. Missed it. When it went in and out, Siakam got the offensive rebound, I believe, then kicked it right back to, out to OG, and then the second time in the same spot, completely open, let it fly. Uh, Matt Devlin goes, and this one's down. Like, he, he's already celebrating the shot as it rolls around the rim, and it popped out. It popped out. Matt Devlin's already celebrating, counted that it went in. It was certainly an OG's moment there from OG himself. But anyways, that that's an I'm not, I'm gonna quit this rant of of roasting these. There's probably way more I'm talking about. I remember I recall many more watching this game. I, I was laughing at a lot of points in this one. Uh, Kyle Lowry also his reactions at the sideline. They had the they had the camera panning on him for like 30 straight seconds. Dev, Matt Devlin was talking about him. Uh, I believe uh, he cooked Thanksgiving dinner for a lot of people, and he also had the team over. So, they, you know, he's talking about his Thanksgiving things that they did, and the camera's just panning over him, and that man's just looked bored. He looked bored. He was kind of talking to people. He was making weird faces, just trying to keep himself engaged, and he didn't know he was being filmed, but it was really good television. It was great to see Kyle Lowry just make faces, and, you know, the the, the broadcasters tonight were great as well, trying to, trying to make something entertaining out of this one, but... It was it was a fun game, but nonetheless, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And tonight, it's going to the, the Orlando Magic. Because the Toronto Raptors, I think this was objectively the worst game the Toronto Raptors have played this season. And somehow, they still beat the Orlando Magic tonight. Aaron Gordon, what happened to this man? I know he's coming back from injury and all that, but there was points in this game where... I think it was just Terrence Davis back in a two-on-one with Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba up the court. Oh, Ken Birch, sorry. <laughs> and instead of instead of actually you know going in and scoring on a two on one with one of the best athletes in the league and Aaron Gordon, he decides to throw it to Ken Birch super early. He wasn't ready for the pass as being a center. You're not going to throw it to him before he's inside the key. And then Ken obviously fumbled it and threw it out of bounds or threw it straight to Norm Powell. And then we ended up going the other way and scored. It was it was Aaron Gordon. What are you at? Uh, Jonathan Isaac, 4 of 13, I guess he played fine, and he played all right defense, Markel Fultz started off this game, hit a few nice shots, I was kind of encouraged with what I saw from Norm, uh, Markel Fultz in the first, like, three minutes of this game, and the last three minutes of this game, but in the middle, this man just got lost within the offense, he was forcing the ball in the lane a lot, he made a lot of silly turnovers, Fred Van Vliet, he was poking the ball off him a lot, obviously the Toronto Raptors defense is great, but Fultz, I want to root for this guy because he's a he's a very electrifying player. I feel like if he has that confidence like he had in college, he'd be a highlight machine. So I'm rooting for rooting for Fultz. Alfred Camino, why on earth did you leave the Portland Trailblazers? I'm not sure if it was a contract thing, but why? Why? That, that's foolishness. They made the Western Conference Finals. He was an asset to that team. That was a that was a weird sight to be seen. I don't know if they just let him walk. DJ Augustine, I'm still mad at that man. For, for everything he did to us, that one game, that one game of last year's playoffs was the lowest point for me as a Toronto Raptors fan was game one of that, that postseason where we lost. It was supposed to be a new era, which it was. We ended up winning the chip, but things looked bleak after that game one. So, DJ Augustine, I'm still mad at you. Already brought up Mo Bamba. He's, he had a, actually a solid night today, 11-7, and seven, you know, in 17 minutes. That's all right, but you can't be afraid of Fred Van Vliet. That's tough. I know Fred's a, a stocky guy in the post, but running away from a six-foot man in the block, that's tough. And 
in honor of Riker, who unfortunately can't, couldn't make this podcast, he forgot to roast Terrence Ross on the last uh, the last podcast that we had against the Orlando Magic, whatever. But uh, in honor of him, I'll I'll get throw a little jab at T. Ross. I'm throwing a jab at all the Magic players tonight. He he went one for three from three, and T. Ross has a very big habit of knocking down threes to keep you from turning off your TV. Right? He hits a, he'll hit a three, and this is what he did with the Raptors as well. He'll knock down a three in a losing game when you're down by like 14 or something. When you're down by 11, he'll bring it to within eight. Then he'll catch the ball in the wing. You think he's hot. You know, he'll hit one or two shots when to get you back into something close. But then a, then a shot comes that could really change the momentum for the game. He'd come around a screen, and he'd be double-teamed, and he'd let it fly, and it would never go in. And tonight, there was two of those shots watching this one. So, T. Ross, I love you to death, man, but... You gave me some PTSD from old time Raptors Raptors plays and all that tonight, but uh, I hope I hope they do well. Honestly, I kind of like the Magic. I wish they were a bit more exciting to watch. They have some interesting players. Evan Fournier, I'd be interested to see what he could do on a team that was a bit more talented than the Magic. But they didn't have Vucevic tonight. I'll give them credit where credits due. Anyways, I'm talking for 17 minutes on this game. That's enough. I'm signing off. You guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, Raptors got the W. Got a fun stretch of games coming up, so stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Stay tuned for all the, the podcasts. I know there's a lot of cool content coming. Uh, just had the video on DeMar DeRozan. The reactions to that were great. Our, one of our more disliked videos, even though we, we kind of agreed with everyone in saying that we didn't want him on the roster, but I am surprised. I am genuinely surprised a lot of people didn't think we should, we should bring in DeMar DeRozan if we had the opportunity to bring him in for nothing. That was the thing that surprised me the most, but... Makes sense, I guess. The Raptors are doing super well without him. I don't want to see any of these players move currently on the roster. But, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming. You guys are the best to make it this far. I'm signing out. Cheers.